Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. privilege of being able to speak to some of my co-workers at a recent meeting that we have quarterly at the dental office where I work and I was asked to talk about something non-dental related that would maybe be encouraging or motivational um, to help the team and so I chose to talk to them about healthy responses to challenges and so I thought I would go ahead and share all of this information with you all here in the podcast and then also include in the show notes for you guys the worksheet or guide that I put together to help my coworkers work through challenges. Um, so that will be available for you all as a resource um, in the show notes. So let's go ahead and jump right in. You know, when we think about crisis or hardships in our lives, it's really all about perspective, isn't it? You know, if you've never faced a Mount Everest in your path that you've had to climb, similar to maybe some of the things that I've experienced, like maybe loss of a child or a loved one, then your Mount Kilimanjaro will seem like a Mount Everest to you, won't it? So it really is about perspective. And the one thing that I know for sure is that every single one of us will face challenges and hardships and crisis in our lives at one point or another. It's really just part of the human experience. John 16.33 says, In this life you will have hardship, trials, suffering, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So living in this fallen and broken world, we just can expect to face these hardships. And physiologically, our brains are hardwired to avoid pain, to help us find comfort and stay safe. So we commonly, we typically have three common responses to trials or uh, challenges in our life. And there's really pros and cons to each of these. So it's fight, flight, or freeze. Those are the common responses. And so with fight, you know, sometimes our brain will tell us if we're facing a crisis or a situation that we need to fight. We need to uh, like gear up and fight. And, you know, that's good sometimes because we do need to take a risk and put ourselves out there and maybe go for it, right? Do it scared. And I love the verse, 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 that says, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. But then sometimes we may take on challenges or circumstances or even people that are out of our control. And at that point, we can become angry or frustrated and resentful. Um, You know, for me personally, I've shared here on the podcast a circumstance that was out of my control was my son's diagnosis uh, with brain cancer. Um, There was nothing that I could do to get rid of this tumor inside my son's brain. Um, I could fight and fight and try. And the more that I did, the more uh, scared and and angry or or frustrated I would become. And at some point I, I had to surrender to the fact that this was out of my control, that there was nothing that I could do to fix my son. And I had to surrender it to the Lord and just trust in him. And yes, that's very, very hard, but I, when I was able to do that was when I was able to start finding some measure of peace. 
and also a person in my life that I've shared on here that I've tried to control that was out of my control was my marriage. Um, just, you know, we can't change people. We can't fix people. We can't make them do things that, that they, we want them to do, or even that they should do in, in some situations. And the more I try to you know, fix my husband or change his behaviors or, or get him to do the things that I thought he should do, the more frustrated and angry and bitter I would become. And again, I just had to come to a place of surrender where I was willing to step out of the way and, and let God um, do the fixing and changing um, because I couldn't. And so that was an area that was, ne- was not a good idea for me to fight because it was out of my control. I love Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 that says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. So just being able to recognize, God, this is not my fight. This is yours and surrendering it to him because we trust him with our whole heart and we know that he will direct our paths. And so then the, another uh, way that we can often respond is flight. Our brain will tell us to get out of there. And sometimes that's a really good thing. We need to get out of a toxic or dysfunctional situation in our lives that it is not serving us and it is only going to uh, affect us negatively. Um, And so we need to remove ourselves from situations or sometimes place really firm boundaries. Um, And I want to say with boundaries that there can be, um, you know, some differences on that, that it's important for us to remember that when we set boundaries, especially with people, um, that the boundaries are there for us. We can't put boundaries on other people because like we just talked about, we can't control other people. We can only control our responses and our attitudes. So the boundaries are there to protect us. So when they do this, I will respond this way, etc. Um, and sometimes that also just means I will limit contact and I need to flee or put some distance between me and this person or this situation. Um, but often on the, the negative side of that is we can get into this habit of running away from any challenge out of fear. And when we do that, we really often miss opportunity for growth. Sometimes uh, we need to stand firm. And I love James 1 verse 12 says, Blessed is the man or woman who remains steadfast under trial. For when he or she has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. And so it's important for us sometimes to stay in the, in the situation and um, we grow stronger when we do that. Uh, and, and that kind of leads into that last Air, uh, way that we can respond, which is freeze. Our brain will tell us to hold on, stay put, freeze. And this can be good because it's important for us sometimes to sit in that pain for a little while, to really allow ourselves to grieve and feel our feelings and just be still. But on the flip side of that, if we camp out in that too long, we can often become stuck in this victim mentality of woe is me poor me everything bad always happens to me and that uh, that attitude really doesn't serve us or anyone around us when we stay there for too long and then often in that place of just not wanting to feel our feelings we can numb our pain instead of moving forward so we'll use things like drugs alcohol excessive exercise busyness gambling and so on as forms of self-medication for me, that, that looked like 
busyness as a form of self-medication. When my son um, passed away in 2020, I did not want to feel my feelings or the full weight of my grief. And I was, it, I was afraid of it. And so I just dove into busyness and I started doing anything and everything I could think of so that I didn't have to sit in that pain for very long. And you know what I found is that it, that worked until it didn't work anymore. I just, I couldn't outrun my grief. And what it really did is only prolong it. At some point, I was going to have to feel that and deal with it in order to heal. So you might be thinking, okay, these are great. There's pros and cons to these different responses, and maybe you can relate to some of them. And so how do I get unstuck? How do we know when we're in this situation and we're maybe at a crossroads, which direction, you know, which path do I take? Um, what, what I like to call it, what path to peace? What, that's like in the serenity prayer. Um, so taking an inventory is really a great way to step out of denial and have some good self-awareness. Um, and when we do this, some things that are really important to remember is, is to reserve some time alone. Get yourself someplace quiet um, where you can really think. Bring a notebook or a journal, um, a pen, and a Bible. Limit the distractions around you, like noises. Go somewhere, like I said, quiet. Um, or for like if your phone is a distraction, maybe you don't bring your phone. Or if you do bring your phone, then you, you might want to take off social media or games or certain apps that would be distracting to you. And really, most importantly, have an open heart and an open mind. Uh, taking some time to pray and meditate to invite the Holy Spirit into that time. Um, so I've created a guide for you guys um, so that when you're feeling stuck or facing the challenge, like I said, maybe you're at that crossroad and you're like not sure what your right next step, what's the healthy step for me, what is the path to peace? And so there are four components to your path to peace or what I'm referring to as the P2P guide. And this will be again in the show notes for you to print out. And hopefully it will help you process through this better. So the first of the four components is number one, self-awareness. You know, identifying where are you now? So where in your life, like maybe your work or your relationships, your health and wellness or spirituality, where do you feel the most stuck right now? And it's really important um, to be as specific as possible and just take some time to write those things down. And then are you trying to control a person or a situation that is out of your control and it's just leaving you feeling angry or anxious or resentful? Write that down. And where do you feel like you might be running away from something out of fear or insecurity? And maybe you need to just step out in confidence and take a risk. What might be holding you back? Go ahead and name that fear. And then are you self-medicating um, in unhealthy ways? Are you using something to numb your pain or feelings instead of allowing yourself to just sit in that discomfort for just a little while? Go ahead and list those things that you might be using to self-medicate. We call this in recovery stepping out of denial when we, when we name those things. And what are your priorities? This is really important. I think sometimes, you know, what is your why? Like why is getting unstuck in this particular area important to you? And how can it impact your priorities or what's most important to you? So now that you have identified where you are and maybe begin to peel back the layers to understand that a little bit better, then I think it's important to next look at where you want to be. And this is the next component in this four steps. And that's vision. 
So it's important to really try in this in, the, in your vision step to paint a picture in your mind. So closing your eyes even and just really thinking in three to six months, where would I like to see myself in regards to this particular area that you identified in the first section? So how would things look different for you? You know, try to really bring in your senses. What do you see? How do you look? What's the expression on your face? What's the environment? Who's around you? How are you feeling? And when we paint that picture, it it allows us to emotionally connect better, which will help us stay motivated when obstacles come. And we all know that they're, they're gonna come. So we're more likely to keep moving forward if we're emotionally connected to that outcome or that vision. And, and thinking through how would that vision impact your life and those around you, that's really important too. So then now you've identified where you are, where you would like to be. And so the third component here is how do I get there? And these are the action steps. So when I was at OnSite in March, they talked about this idea of a 2% shift and how small changes over time create monumental impact in our lives. And my dad has shared here on this podcast how we are a a microwave society. We often want everything instantly and and jump to the outcome to achieve it quickly. So what happens is when we do that, we can often get overwhelmed or maybe we fail and then we just give up. It's important to remember that the journey itself is just as important and we learn so much in that process. So being willing to just slow down and take it one day at a time is so important. So with that in mind, what is one step that you could take right away to move toward that vision that you just wrote down? So not a big giant leap, but one small step, a small change that you could make to shift in that direction. What are some strengths and resources that you have that could help you accomplish that one step? What are you good at? What gifts and talents do you have? What are you passionate about? What resources do you still maybe need? What's missing? And then who could help you with that? What support or accountability do you need to complete this step? And then the last component of the four components is identifying potential obstacles. So as we've already discussed, there are things that will happen that are out of our control. And we really have to be willing in those instances to pivot or adjust as the Holy Spirit prompts. But thinking more about the obstacles that can happen that are are within our control. So how can we maybe better prepare for them or limit them? So for example, for me, it's distractions. I will often start something new before I even finish the other thing. And I know that this is a potential obstacle. So I have to have accountability for my support team to keep me on track and focused. I also like to have scripture posted in various places or memorized to help me stay on the right path. So what is it that you need to help you commit? I think it's just so important, you know, when we do this process to share it with someone else because we are wired for community. We really need each other and we are more likely to accomplish our goals when we have that support, encouragement, and accountability. So I hope that this was helpful for someone listening today. That P2B guide that uh, I just walked through is available to print out in the show notes. And what I would encourage you to do is just to work on one thing at a time. So when you feel that you have reached that vision and that first thing that you wrote down, then maybe 
go ahead and work through those questions in another area and just keep doing that. And as always, please reach out to me at katie at anchoredandalways.com if you have questions or to just share some successes or wins that you're getting from this. You can also hop over on Facebook to uh, Anchored and Always private Facebook group and share it there as well. I would just love to hear from you. Um, And so with that, let's go ahead and just go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, Lord, that we can we are not those who shrink back and are afraid lord that when we are faced with trials when we are um, at a crossroad lord that we can take the path to peace because even though we know that there are going to be obstacles and you've told us that in this life we will have trouble you've also told us lord that um you have overcome the world lord that we have hope and we have victory in you and that we just need to keep our eyes fixed on you and and surrender being willing to surrender the things that come into our path that are out of our control to you, God. And then the things that are within our control where maybe we just need to take a step, a leap in faith and and do it scared that we're willing to do that, God. And, and that we can do it just one step at a time, that we don't have to take on everything all at once or reach our destination quickly, that there's so much growth and, and learning and healing right there in the journey and even joy. And so God, I just pray for that person listening today who is just really struggling and feeling overwhelmed and maybe about to give up, that they would hear this and work through this guide and just feel your presence and and have hope that they can take maybe just one step in the right direction, Lord, and that two-degree shift, just that small shift will have a monumental impact in their life over time. We just thank you and praise you and we give you all glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey friend, are you feeling stuck? maybe in your relationship with God, yourself, or other people in your life? As a professional life and relationship coach, I can help you discover unhealthy patterns and mindsets that are holding you back from experiencing more fulfilling relationships and stepping into that God-sized calling on your life with confidence. You can email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. And be sure to check out my brand new website at anchoredinalways.com for more information and to book your 20-minute free discovery session with me today. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored In Always. I will put all of these links in the show notes for you. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Please take a quick minute to subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.